Dina Does. I'm Dina, and I know a little bit about a lot, but I want to know more. So join me on this path to self-discovery. Hello, and welcome to this catch-up episode of Dina Does, where um, I'll be talking to you about what's been going on for the past half a year or so since we spoke last on this podcast. A lot's been going on. Um, That's why I was kind of MIA. Um, So I will uh, catch you up right here so you guys can start enjoying the rest of the episodes and just know where I've been. So last we spoke, I think the last episode was um, me and Dave or me and Lexi, one of those two. Anyway, Maya's here, so she might chime in from time to time. And that's one of the reasons why, because Maya um, went to school in... uh, where where were you Berkeley. Berkeley so she left me for a little bit but she's back and um so we're kind of grinding a little bit more but anyway after we last spoke in July we um we didn't do much the end of last summer other than go to the Hamptons which that episode will come out um Labor Day Dave and I went to the Hamptons and we had a really horrible experience and I love the Hamptons so much but I'm always talking about really good things. And I think it's time that I talk about some of the negative experiences too, because I'm finding through my life, a lot of people take advantage of the fact that I stay quiet. And I think energetically, I need to start speaking up when something's not so great, because that brings in that kind of energy for my relationships and so on and so on. And that kind of brings us to, um, and I'm going to touch on it real quick because I need people to stop asking, is the whole Teresa situation. Um, I have the luxury of speaking out on things when I want to, when I feel they're necessary, because I do not get a paycheck from Bravo. So I am not contractually obligated to talk about anything that I don't want to talk about. And that's the beauty of not getting a big fat paycheck from Bravo. Um, I know that you guys have stuck with me through these years and followed me and I appreciate and love you all so much for doing that. And I like to say a lot of you stuck with me because of some of the um, things that I like to talk about between beauty and decor and spirituality. I think we're at a time now where a lot of people are in pain and need healing. So if I could be one of those people who bring you some of the experts in that field through Dina does or through my Instagram, um, I love doing that. And you're also very kind. And it, it's funny, a lot of the people who ask like the really rude comments don't even follow me. They're just like housewife people, but it does get repetitive and annoying at times. Um, so I don't think that I need to talk about why I didn't go to the wedding or why this, that, because I'm not obligated to, and maybe one day I'll talk about different things. Um, and maybe I won't, but I just would love for everyone to stop asking, um, you know, what happened and why I didn't go to the wedding. It's my business. And I think that's where it kind of needs to stay for now. Right, Maya? Yep. So so yeah, I, I understand that you guys are like, yeah, but we, you know, we follow you and it's part. Yes, I agree. If I am part of the show, I am obligated to give off my personal um, information and personal things, but I'm not, so I don't have to. And that ends that. 
So that's kind of how the summer, the end of the summer one, it, it was super annoying. And I think I took a little hiatus from Instagram because it was so annoying to be constantly asked those questions and the different um, headlines in the press. Um, it was really obnoxious and annoying. So I took a little hiatus and then we went to Israel in September, um, late September into October. Actually, was it in the end of October. And as you know, if you follow me on here or on, well, not in here, this is the podcast, but if you follow me on social media, I came back from Israel with some kind of freakish virus um, or bacterial infection or something, whether, I mean, that you always run that risk when you're going to other countries because our bodies are not acclimated to their water systems or their food or what have you, I would imagine people from other countries come to America, there's different strains of things they're not used to either. Um, so I came back super sick. And so did a few other people in the group um, that I went with. And when I tell you I could not get out of bed for months, that's how sick I was. And I think while my immune system was so beat up and weak, Dave got double pink eye in December. And he was like, D, I think I just got sand in my eyes. You need to pick out the sand. So here I am picking out what I think is sand that he just came back from like running an errand in the parking lot. He said sand blew in his eye. And I'm picking out dried pus. Isn't that disgusting? Maya? I thought it was freaking sand. And of course, four days later, I wake up with the most wicked double pink eye. Like I went to four different doctors thinking I'm never going to see again. Like this is the end of my eyesight. It was really, really horrible. Um, but in hindsight now, I think that maybe was COVID, um, because yeah, the last strain I read, even though the doctors that I went to, I went, I even went to an eye doctor, none of them mentioned it. Um, but, but I had been testing for COVID that whole time that I was sick before this and it was negative, negative. So I gave up. I'm like, okay, this is not COVID. But now that I look back, that pink eye may have been a version of COVID. Um, but I dodged it for my God, the entire time. So I went to, we had to cancel our Christmas plans. So Christmas of 2022. So I dodged COVID all of 20, all of 21 and all of 22. Okay. Not bad, right? Um, and yeah, I, I kind of took the holistic route with all of that and kept my immune system, system as strong as I could. And I think that was one of the reasons why I didn't get it. Um, and now it's all hindsight and we could look back on the craziness of all that Vax, not vax, you know, it was really a crazy time, right, Maya, when you look back, like the divide in the country and people were losing friends. Yeah, yeah, losing friends, family members. It was insane. But I think everyone has the right to take care of their body in the way that they feel um, is right for them and their vessel. And um, looking back, it, it really was a really, really sad time. Um, and uh, I think a lot of people are are feeling um, the repercussions of it now. So I'm just glad that I was able to stay healthy for the most part. And then whatever this, um, that got me, whether it was on the plane or there or whatever, um, it did a great job of really beating up my immune system. So Christmas was canceled. We were supposed to go to Palm Springs and we canceled it because we both looked like freaks. <laughs> like it, was, it wasn't pink eye. It was like on another level. It was pink eye. But I'm just saying like, I've never had pink eye, but my eyeballs were like raw and um, it lasted for about two weeks. It was terrible. 
So then we went to Costa Rica, um, which I almost canceled. And I went back to two of my doctors and they cleared me to go. They're like, listen, your pink eye is only contagious when it's this stage. It's all the red is kind of gone. I just had like a little bit of a sniffle left and they were like, you're not contagious anymore. Just be mindful. And I'm so mindful of when I travel to, you know, not touch things or wash my hands over and over again. So I was very mindful. And I think just that pure air of being in Costa Rica just kicked whatever was left out. And I have to say, Maya, I got, I've been getting IV infusions, like from the hydration room. I'll give them a shout out. And that was day and night how I felt before I got it versus after. And that was one of the things that was like, okay, it was like a week before Costa Rica, I did it. I was like, okay, I'm feeling a little bit back to myself from not feeling good from October. So the IV kind of like pushed me into feeling like myself again. And then Costa Rica, that clean air. And we were in the middle of the jungle at this amazing um, hotel. And it was just like, that's what I needed. It's just like pure, clean something stable yeah medicine it was amazing so I'll do a separate travel blog on that trip to Costa Rica it was really good because Lexi and I had a cacao ceremony with this it wasn't offered at the hotel but I kept on like bothering from our drivers who would drive little golf cars around like I want to do some sort of plant medicine here but of course they can't just offer it to you, even though it's legal in Costa Rica, these hotels have to be careful. So what they offered us was a cacao ceremony with um, a 14th generation shaman. He was so awesome. And he did this cacao ceremony with Lexi and I, and he's been so great since where like, we kind of keep in touch on WhatsApp when he gives me books to read. And I was always a little uncomfortable holding women's circles and incorporating some of these indigenous um, like the cow um, modalities into it because, you know, I'm like this Italian girl from Jersey and I, I felt kind of guilty. Like this is not my medicine to give, but after working with the shaman a little bit in Costa Rica and afterwards, he kind of gave me a shaman blessing, if you will, to be the bridge between the indigenous people's medicine and working with the people that I work with here and it makes me feel so much better because he is such, um, you know, like I said, 14 generations of this. And he was like, you can be this bridge as long as you give respect to where it came from. And I do, before I do any ceremony, I always thank the land and the people from which these teachings, everything from smudging and saging on. Um, so he kind of gave me his blessing to, further um, explore this area of cacao ceremonies, et cetera, et cetera. So I feel really good about it. And he's been an amazing um, resource for me and, and kind of, like I said, gives me books to read and exercises and ceremonies to do. Um, so it makes me feel like I'm really respecting um, these ceremonies and where they originated. So I feel really good about it. And uh, I think it's further my spiritual practice to a level um, that I've always wanted to go to. Yeah. So feels great. So that was Costa Rica. Again, I will do separate. Um, Dina does travel on our stay there. It was amazing. I highly recommend 20 out of 10, not even 10 out of 10, 20 out of 10. So we came home feeling much better, feeling like myself went right into Dave said, Oh, Dina, I've got, 
a great trip booked. We were for my birthday in March. He was like, well, either going to go to Hawaii or Cambodia. And I was like, Dave, I love you. <laughs> but I just got over being all this. I don't think I could travel outside. Of Cam- I can't go to Cambodia right now. Um, I mean, remember when I went to Bali and we were doing all these water rituals there and I came back with this full body rash all over me that lasted about two weeks. And like I said, I'm not saying these places are dirty and don't go there um, at all. It's just our bodies are not used yeah. to the things that are in their water and everything else. So of course, being as sensitive, sensitive as I am, I, I always have a reaction. I have to change that thought process when I go out of the country from now on and say, I will not have a reaction from this. I do find in Italy, because I think that's where my blood comes from and I originated from there. So I never, I feel amazing in Italy. Um, even Paris, I'm kind of fine because I'm from European descent. I think that my makeup does well yeah, there. Makes sense. Yeah. And they say when you go to your home country, that's where you feel the best. Yeah. And you love Israel. Yeah. Like you thrive there as well. Um, in South Africa and, yeah. and all of that. So, um, so yeah, so I was like, Dave, we're going to put the brakes on travel for a little bit, even though I love traveling. Lexi was having her surgery. Um, she had her nose fixed by Dr. Kenodia, which was a long time coming when she was four. Maybe she was a little older. We keep on like having an argument about what happened. I remember her being super little. Um, my nephew, Christopher, is playing baseball and on the back swing, she was behind him. He hit her in the face and broke her nose. We ran to the hospital and the doctor was like, it is broken. We need to fix it. And I was like, you are not putting my child under anesthesia. What's going to happen? And they said, well, she's going to have a Roman hook or something the way it broke. And she'll have to get a fix because one of the one side of her nose was collapsed. So I was like, okay, when she's older, she can get a fix. And she finally decided to do it. And I, I always said I was going to bill Christopher for it, but I didn't bill him. We paid for it. Um, but she looks great. It's so subtle. They just took off the little hump and clean. There's a video on Dr. Kenodia's page, actually, that shows him taking like the piece that was collapsed and was it like deviated? Yeah. And it was, what happened was she was going for body work um, for one of the body workers that I, we go to. And he was saying that not enough oxygen was getting to her brain. And he's like, you, it's not even a choice. Like you have to get this fixed. And it is amazing how much better you can breathe. Like after my surgery, it, it's night and day when you, you don't even realize you're not getting enough oxygen and you're not breathing normal until you actually breathe normal. And you're like, oh, this is what it's supposed to feel like. So anyway, her surgery is in uh, January and mine was February 14th. Um, so no travel for there. My explant surgery with Dr. Rankin, I talked about a lot in my lives was, I wish I had done it much sooner. Not only am I like more uh, connected to my body and my breath and everything, but clothes just fit better. Sleeping on my stomach, which is probably not the best thing to do, but it feels like I'm not like on a seesaw <laughs> um, and things are healing. I think I made the decision to get it done finally because I was on the fence about it when I couldn't get well, when I was so sick and I just felt like my body couldn't do what bodies are meant to do and cure these little viruses and everything. Um, it was just blocked by like fighting these implants 24 seven. So the second I got it out, like little weird things, um, inflammation and stuff like that, like I've talked about, I, my period was like missing for four months and I was like dreading, oh my God, am I in perimenopause or menopause? And the month 
within 30 days of getting them out, I got my period back normal. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. So um, I noticed like different parts of my lymph system that was, I had this lump underneath my right underarm. I that. For, got removed. You got it removed? Mm-hmm. Well, mine went away. Okay. Isn't that crazy? Like when I say it was there for two years and I got an ultrasound and they said it's like a lymph fatty thing. But after my surgery, it finally went away. So I think my lymph system is working as it should now and it's pumping um, before again, my implants were kind of in the way of that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I highly recommend. I've done the lies with Dr. Rankin, um, but I will list this in the show notes here. My will list it. He does free consultations, which I think is absolutely so beautiful and generous of him because he's so busy to begin with. All he does is explants and for him to take the time, he's that invested in your health and well-being that um, he does um, free consults. So take advantage of that. And he'll let you know in mine, we're over the muscles. So it was actually very easy to take them out. And I have so much of my own tissue. I'm like a C cup right now. I almost wish that I had known how much I had left because I would have taken more of my own tissue out and made them a little smaller. That's how, really? yeah. Yeah. Cause they're like a C now. Like I, I, I like that's the perfect size. I know, but I kind of wanted to like wear a cute little bikini and not worry about anything pouring yeah. out, yeah. you know, but it still pours out. Hey. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. March, my birthday came around. Um, we did a little staycation in Malibu the weekend before, cause Dave had his, um, daughter's not communion, christening, not christening confirmation, um, on my birthday. So of course he, wanted to be there. And I held a beautiful sound bath woman's circle here on my birthday. Cause that's how I wanted to ring in my personal new year is really stepping into this work of women's circles. And, um, even the one-on-ones that we're going to be offering soon through Dina does, um, mindful mentoring. And I, I think I know words are spells. This is the year that I'm really stepping into this work and perhaps diving into opening up some wellness retreat centers. Um, I'm really going to put some focus on that this year as well. So to start my birthday off with a women's circle, um, it was really great. And it felt really right and really good. And um, Dave felt, he was, he felt so bad to not be here, but I was like, it's a day. We already celebrated in Malibu. Like the day doesn't matter. as long as the intention of like, celebrating each other is always there the actual day doesn't matter so anyway and then we decided it was time to really move on from this beautiful home of mine that I've been here for over five years and I love it so much and I've really created the zen oasis and the horses in the backyard I know you guys on Instagram like love seeing them every day and I show them and they're not my horses that's the number one question I get um it's beautiful because I get to have them and see them and be in their energy and somebody else has to clean up their shit. So it works out really great. So if you want that beautiful energy, the house is um, up for sale now. And I really wanted to go to a special buyer that's going to appreciate all of the energy that was put into this home and um, the love and just the, the healing that happened here. Um, and I hope that for the next person who owns it, the next family to have 
the really um, beautiful times that we had here. I don't think I'm going to say where I'm moving to next just yet, but I guess eventually people will know based on my Instagram posts and everything. But the house is gorgeous. I'm really excited. It's really a beautiful home and I'm going to build little greenhouses and potting sheds and all kinds of fun stuff on the property um, to share and make more of my magic potions and spells and everything and really make it. Um, this is This was a community of like 32 homes behind gates. So it was really hard. Again, um, we didn't have much property to like do these things on. And even my podcasts, I film at my kitchen counter and um, I have to set it up and break it down each time. Whereas this house is going to have a dedicated room for that. And I hope to have a lot of guests come into the space and um, the big, I don't know what we call it. A lot of you are from the East coast, but we call it a great room which is, Maya, do you guys call it a great room here? See, she doesn't even know. <laughs> California doesn't call it a great room, but it's like the biggest room in the house. So, yeah, like this would be the great room so behind me. Yeah. yeah, a lot of people call it the family room, I guess yeah. here. But the great room there is going to be dedicated to women's circles and spiritual work. So I'm not going to be doing anything too heavy there, but I am going to invite local women into share in full moon and new moon circles and cacao ceremonies and the room will be kept. Gotta love Dave for allowing me to do this because normally it's like the room where you put, you know, a bar and all of that, but it is gonna be dedicated to this work. And we have another living room and den and all of that and a viewing room. So um, he's, uh, you know, the house in New Jersey, instead of a dining room table, he has a pool table and a ping pong table where him and his son like play for hours. So I'm like, you get that there let me have this here and he's totally supportive so i'm very excited to move very sad to leave this home because i do love it look maya the sun is out for the first time in as i'm talking about this in months and months and months that was the other thing it was a rough winter because it was raining non-stop here and now we're in may which is gray may and june gloom they call it in california and it's just like now i hear like el nino's on the way more rain. What the heck, California? But um, I'm moving a little bit more up north where fires are a little bit more prevalent. So I'm actually welcoming all the gray because I don't think we'll have a big fire. I know we will not have a big fire season. Now, let's say I know we won't happen because we got a lot of moisture. A lot of parts of California are out of the drought. And um, my gosh, the blooms are beautiful up in the canyons and stuff really beautiful so I had enough of the gray but I guess it served its purpose but the sun literally just came out for the first time in months and months as I am filming this so that's a good sign so that's it that's the catch-up um I actually want to do this and I want you guys to let me know if you think this is a good idea I know a lot of you are housewife fans and I could appreciate that but we do talk about healing from trauma or just everyday life here on Dina does. What do you think of having housewives on as guests and talk about different things that they do for healing or spirituality? Like I know there's some who dabble, I know for sure. So what do you think of that, Maya? You think we should do a little bit of that? I think if they're open to it, 100%. Yeah. I mean, it would be a different interview rather than who you're trying to kill this season. 
(laughs) (laughs) But I think it's necessary. And I think mainstream is ready to talk about it and hear it. Everyone is desperate for healing. And I think that's why the franchise does so well, because I have to say coming from that background, because I love like helping women heal and everything. It is a little bothersome, like how the girls are always at each other's throats. But I think people like to watch that as an escape from maybe their own like issues or wow, they have it worse or wow, that's crazier. That family situation is crazier than mine, you know? I think a lot of people say, oh, look at how much they have, but they're still fighting. Yeah. So sometimes it makes people feel better about maybe not having a certain like material possession or monetary value. Yeah. That's why it works. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's really definitely a lesson in psychology (laughs) to watch it, but I would love to turn it around a little bit and have some conversations about healing with them, whether it be from a divorce or, you know, like Dorit, I know had a situation similar to mine with the home invasion. Um, So yeah, maybe I'll do that. We'll talk about it. But I wanted to catch you guys up. Um, This will be the first episode out and we've got so many great things happening this season. Like I said, maybe we'll switch it up a little bit and have some guests um, from the Bravo world on and talk about that. Maybe we will. I don't know. We'll see. But I wanted to catch you up on all of that and um, just welcome you back to season two. And thank you so much for being patient with us. And I'm very excited to share some of our guests this season and their wealth of knowledge so we will talk to you soon i love you guys and that's all for today